0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here with our Hebrews Bible study. We will just moments away dig into Hebrews chapter 3. As we reach into God's Word today, we pray that we would find the hand of the Lord, His hand working in our hearts, stirring us to grow in the truth of jesus christ to learn the words of the truth of the gospel hallelujah words that cannot be separated the word of god from the truth of god from the gospel of god they are all wrapped up in one man and his name is jesus hallelujah the savior of the world praise god Uh, we just had a marvelous time in Lima, Ohio, and Sydney, Ohio, ministered there with Pastor Preston Nasal yesterday. It's on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page. Uh, Pastor Preston and I had a sit down there yesterday morning in his church, the Preeminent Word Fellowship there in Sydney, Ohio, and just had a great discussion, a great uh, time, a great presence of the Lord, a great, uh, just a great time of praise and worship and uh, and we look forward to going back there in a couple of months and uh, and just in lima ohio at the hampton inn we had uh, uh several folks that drove in from uh, various places and just had a uh, just had a great time uh learning the, the 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 truth of god's word i mean just looking uh for uh, the Holy Spirit's guidance into more truth that we might uh, have a brighter light of this Savior of ours Jesus Christ shining before us and guiding us by the light of who he is and what he did at Calvary and I just praise God for the opportunity. Before we dig into the word this morning let me make one more uh, just announcement. If you have a, a, a little group of people wherever you are and you you don't have a church to go to that's preaching the cross you could come contact me. We could definitely be praying about having meetings in your area. I'm talking about getting back to having meetings where people gather and want to hear the word of God. They want to hear the focus of the cross of Jesus Christ. Let's don't lose that in this great last few moments uh, that we're living in before the rapture. Let's, let's don't lose that fire and that focus. Let's, let's don't allow the message of the cross to, to have been a phase in our lives uh, along with the other things we've heard and just put on the back burner. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to keep the fire of God burning in our hearts to learn more of the truth of who Christ is and what he did for us for that is what your Bible is about. Hallelujah. Jesus said that himself. The scriptures are about him. And what we need to know about him is who he is and what he did at Calvary. Peter wrote it this way. You and I need to be growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And while everybody's debating over what we should be discussing, well let's discuss Christ and who he is to us through what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Let's stick with theology and let all the other ologies, let the world have all the other ologies and let's stick with theology that God has given us. Hallelujah. Christology. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glad you're with us today whenever that might be. We are in Hebrews chapter 3 uh, verse uh, 1 and this is part 1. I encourage you to go back and listen to uh, the previous teachings you can find at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can find on our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And we just praise God for the opportunity. You can get our church app, Crossway Church app. There you can watch the services live through that and be a part of the worship services here where the focus will always be Christ and Him crucified with a growing determination to realize that God forbids we know anything else. God forbids we boast in anything else than Christ and Him crucified. Yes, we study all the Word. Yes, we we learn all the topics of the Bible. But there can be 10,000 messages, or sermons rather. There can be 10,000 sermons, but the message, hear me very well this morning. This is what I believe. There can be 10,000 sermons, but the message in every sermon must point to Calvary. Jesus and his finished work at the cross. Or you're talking about a message without power because God says it's the preaching of the cross that's the power of God. And all of God's words are the preaching of the cross. All of God's words. If it's about prayer, you better be pointing people to Calvary. If it's about how to raise children, how to love your wife, submit to your husband, how to function in the, gov- in the church, you better be pointing to Calvary or it'll just be a bunch of folks with a lot of good works, but they'll be dead. And that's what the Bible teaches. Hebrews chapter 3, part 1, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren... that could just as well say brothers and sisters. Wherefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. This first verse, it will take the entirety of today's study. There's so much topical information, so much meat in this first verse that shows us so many things if we will just stop and look instead of just running through and expecting the Holy Spirit just to uh, throw something at us on the way by, let's just stop and rest in Christ, rest in this one verse today and look at some of the things the Lord desires that we see. First of all, the writer here, the Holy Spirit, calls us holy brothers. It's a, it's, first of all, it's a, it's a family of brothers and sisters. It's it's the family of God and it is a holy family. God saved us and declared us to be righteous in Christ Jesus and through the avenue of righteousness, that means our faith in what the righteous one did in that perfect righteous work He performed, carried out and finished at Calvary, our faith in Him and His work there alone God declared us righteous in Him, and through that avenue alone, righteousness comes the justification. Romans 5 teaches that God's not justifying anything that's not righteous, whether it's a status of a people or their fruit. God cannot justify me until he sees me righteous, and he doesn't see me righteous until he sees my heart believing unto righteousness, Romans 10.10, which is a trusting in the gospel I heard, the work of Christ at Calvary. Then God declares me righteous and says you're just now because God doesn't justify anything that's not righteous. But he had to make us righteous, declared us to be righteous. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you can find him telling you that he that knew no sin was spotless and without sin, Jesus Christ, became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Think about that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, tells us that we were created in righteousness. Romans chapter 6 tells us that he, he made us. We became servants of righteousness because it's the only avenue God can be served. And hear this very clearly. It's the only avenue of revealing who we are as Christians which is God's holy people. As long as our faith remains in the sacrifice of Christ and we're not found trusting in the schemes that creep into the church today. So unaware that we're so unaware that we actually get duped and seduced into believing that God would use the government of 12 or the purpose driven or the words we speak or anything other than Christ and him crucified. Listen, when our faith remains in the sacrifice of Christ, that which allowed God to declare us righteous and justify us and make us servants of righteousness, which through that avenue alone, Romans 6 bears this out in plain writing. You can read it for yourself. Only through righteousness does the fruit of holiness come. And that in Romans chapter 6, we as Christians, the holy family, the holy nation of God, are given the opportunity to choose. That's right. You and I as Christians still have to choose whether we will serve the sin nature unto death, and that happens through faith in anything other than the cross of Christ, or through faith in the cross of Christ, we'll continue to serve that which we were made servants of, obedience. Under righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's written right there in, in Romans chapter 6. And when we see here in Hebrews 3 and 1, the Lord calling us holy brothers, holy sisters, holy the holy family of God because that's what He made us and that's the only avenue through which we can serve Him uh, because when we're truly serving God, We're bearing forth the fruit of who he is and what he has provided for us. The devil serves God today. The sun serves God's purpose. The grass, the rain, the clouds, uh, every human being to some degree is serving the purpose of God. But only those who come to God through faith in the sacrifice every day, daily cross, hallelujah, Jesus taught it, will be able to bear forth the fruits that represent who their God is. No other avenue except through faith in the sacrifice, not yesterday's faith, Today's faith, now faith is, hallelujah, and our trusting in the cross of Jesus Christ, his very humility and death there for us, the shedding of his blood, the place he died for us and we died with him, hallelujah, does the righteousness of God give us then the opportunity to bear fruit that's unto holiness? And Hebrews 12 says, without holiness, without us following after peace and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The Lord's not being seen in hardly any ministries in the world today. Now I know that's an, that sounds like an ugly statement. But where the message of the cross is not being pointed to, and where we preachers just assume that's where everybody's faith is, and because Christians say, "Well, that's all my faith has ever been in," but yet you see them uh, uh, reading these books, purpose-driven. You see all these things, and then and then preachers say the same thing. Well, that's what our faith is in. Then they're telling the people who are in bondages, chains of darkness bound, if they would do this, this, and this, God would then deliver them. And and they don't understand that they're killing the people. I've been there. I've been there. I have been there. You give people a list of things to do, promising them God will deliver them. You are, in fact, escorting them into a place of corruption and destruction because Romans chapter 7 verse 5 says that when we were in the flesh the motions of the sin nature which were by the law and when I'm telling folk what they got to do even if it's biblical things then I'm helping destroy them if I'm promising them through telling them what they have to do deliverance. God doesn't save nor deliver by what we do. God saves and God delivers through faith in the blood of the Lamb. If you don't believe that, you are in fact a part of the apostate seduced church. And you may have a name that you're alive. And you may have all the big to-dos among your worship, what you call worship services, but you're dead. You need to read the book of Revelation. You need to study the seven churches. Sardis had a name that they were alive, but they were dead. Luke chapter 1 verse 74 and 75 says that because the Lord has delivered us from the enemy, now we can serve him. Somebody needs to hear this today. Now we can serve him every day of our lives without fear in, holy, in righteousness and holiness. See, the fear has got to go. When we learn to serve God in righteousness and holiness. No man can see the Lord if our fruit is not unto holiness. And just because we are a holy people does not automatically mean our fruit is unto holiness. The New Testament, most of it could be thrown out if that were the case. The book of Galatians would be the first letter we would have to rip up and do away with if we could not fall away from faith, if we could not remove ourselves from him. We wouldn't need that letter, but oh, my friends, we need the letter of Galatians because we need it very badly today because that's where 99.9% of the church, it is that bad, my friends. It's that bad. That's where where they are and where we were. But the Lord, praise God, the Lord found and He's still looking for a people that will tremble at His word. And upon those will He look. Upon those will He show His covenant to. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God's got a holy people and it's because they've partaken of the heavenly calling the calling came from heaven. It came from the one who was sent from heaven. You need do you understand that? God sent his son so everyone could hear the call. It's a heavenly calling. It's not just from heaven but it's a call to heaven so that you can be where the Lord is one day. Oh, it, you won't be in heaven uh, uh, for eternity somewhere where it is right now. The Lord's headquarters are going to come to this earth. He's promised that. But you need to understand it is a heavenly calling. The call was from heaven to heaven so that you could be in heaven. The call was from our apostle and our high priest. Look at there. The heavenly call. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. The one we profess. The one we confessed. Do you understand? Jesus is the one you confess. The, the call was unto salvation. It wasn't any call for anything else. The call, the call was unto salvation. Because we can't see the kingdom, or even enter the kingdom, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, until we're born again. Then our eyes are open. But we got to keep looking at the same thing we looked at for God to open our eyes so that we don't go blind, Peter wrote it. Peter wrote it, we'll go blind if we forget we were purged from our old sins. If we forget that. Doesn't mean it's not anywhere in your mind. It just means you put that all behind you and you say, what what use do we have for the cross now? Because see, it's through the cross you were purged from your old sins. You don't put that on the back burner, my friend. You don't say, well, we're saved now. We put the cross behind us. No, no, no. The world's behind you. The cross is ever before you in this life. We walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Can I get you to agree with that? We walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We follow in the footsteps of Jesus. He laid those footsteps there for us to be able to see them. Psalms eighty-five, uh, thirteen tells us that, that righteousness was set before Him and has set us in His steps to be able to follow Him. Steps of righteousness. He did that work of righteousness only at Calvary. Yes, all His works before the cross were righteous and perfect works, But the door was not opened until the blood was shed. That opened the door for you and I to be able to be righteous and to bear the fruits of righteousness, to serve our faithful God in righteousness and holiness. But it doesn't work without faith in the cross and the cross alone. We need to understand that. The call required a profession. The call required a confession. It began in the heart. It did not begin with the lips. Nothing begins on the outside with God. God does not work from the outside in. He works from the inside out. Yes, He offers us the gospel. It's not in our heart yet. We're hearing someone preach the gospel But the work God begins is when he finds faith mixed with the word in the gospel context and God moves in and God begins the work and it's a good work and we can be confident that he will finish the work if it's the work he once began. And if He's allowed to continue that work, if we don't fall from grace, which is God at work, if we don't remove ourselves through trusting in the schemes that men have brought into the church in these last days, and, and, and the proof, you know, the proof that it is 99.9% of the church who's off track and wayward, I've been there. I'm, I'm not better than anybody today. I'm, I'm not better than one individual. But the fact, the proof that that fact is is a fact is because when you talk these things, Christians will turn you off. They don't want you coming and ministering these things among their people. They don't want to hear this. Preachers have said, we don't want that message in our community. I, pre- I know preachers who've made that comment. We don't want that in our community. Now, the reasoning behind that is just going to have to remain between them and the Lord. I can say all kind of things about why I think they, they don't want it, but the real reason there is between them and the Lord, and I, and I could be right about some of the things I would suggest, but you and I need to understand God is calling the people back to the place where they tremble at His Word. They tremble at His Word. That means they they, they, they they look for the truth of God's Word. That means when they see things written in the Scriptures that cause their hearts to tremble, they, they, they don't go look for somebody to milk that down or to write another Bible translation to take the trembling out of their hearts. I believe that the, the once-saved-always-saved heresy uh, came about. I believe the reason it came about was to remove the trembling of heart when we read some of the things that we read in the New Covenant about being cut off, plucked out, names blotted out. So men's hearts tremble when they read that. And so they have to go to Bible school somewhere to learn why that really doesn't mean what it says. And something that will take the trembling... Listen, the trembling in the heart when we see things written in the Scripture is so that we can see the awesome of God the the power of God the truth of God and the exclusive way that God has set before us that everyone's invited to but most Jesus said will never find and many that do find it will turn away from it because their husband or wife or children or someone won't come with them you mean me? much of the activity that handle that that happens in, in the churches today, if it weren't a lot of people doing those things around us, we wouldn't be doing it either. We, we have an issue in the church of just uh, trying to find something that, 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 that everybody's doing. So, I, you know, I mean, what if, what if the things that you experience at the altar, no one would go but you? Would you still go? Would you still be a part of what's happening at an altar call in a church if no one was going but you? I'm not saying that for any wrong purpose this morning. But we get caught up in just following people and and, and doing what people do and calling it a move of the Spirit. But the Spirit of God moves us into more truth. And if I leave a worship service, a Bible study, that I haven't gained some knowledge, increased in the knowledge of Christ and His grace, what what have I gained? You've got to be careful with all that. The call, the heavenly calling, was a call unto salvation. It was a call that requires a confession, a profession. It's with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and then the mouth confesses unto salvation. Do you see how the two are tied together? The heart believes unto righteousness, and the mouth begins to speak the right things confesses unto salvation, the salvation of Christ, the salvation of our God, the salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And and we too many times have used Romans 10 and 10 as only initial an initial born-again experience scripture. But no, no, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Oh, we need to talk about that for a long time. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 that we're kept by the power of God through faith here it comes unto salvation. That means we continue to believe from the heart unto righteousness. That's right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. But all God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And his righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16, and 17. So therefore when the word comes in the gospel, the truth, the context of truth, which is the gospel, amen, then faith can come and faith moves us into the will of God, the purpose of God, the victory of Christ. Oh, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we continue to experience the power of God unto salvation. The fruit of what we're believing better be unto salvation. Not initial salvation, but the experience of being saved. The fruit of being saved. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Somebody said I need to hear this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the call from heaven required a confession a profession, not just an, an agreement with, yeah, okay, whatever, no. It, it requires a, a, a revelation really that only the Holy Spirit can give, that you're a sinner, you're broke, you're lost, you're, you're, you're without hope. But this gospel is the answer. The Son of God that God the Father sent to save you from your sins is the answer. Jesus died, shed his own blood that you might be brought into the kingdom of God that you might be saved from your sins, forgiven of your sins, the wrath of God removed from you, you made righteous, justified by God, ushered in to the very one that loves you and gave His Son for you. That that must be the case. It must be more than a historical uh, uh, admittance that okay, whatever, yeah, okay. Well, there was World War One, World War Two. I believe that too. Okay, if you say Jesus, whatever. No, there must be a place of broken uh, repentance. A, 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 a godly sorrow. I realize I've not just done wrong; I've been wrong. And God sent His Son, the only one who is right and can do right. And now I'm trusting Him, and I'm saved from my sins. And it's unto His salvation. And now, but just because I'm saved, don't mean doesn't mean I throw out Romans ten and ten. I still have to believe with the heart again today unto God's righteous words that are revealed in the gospel so that faith can come and I can be a Christian going from faith to faith. Not by what I do but by faith again in what Christ did at Calvary. I can go from faith to faith as the righteousness of God continues to be revealed in the gospel through the word of God, and I can live by faith. Somebody said amen. Somebody's going to have to go back and listen to this broadcast again. Take a few notes. Let this resonate in your heart so that you can begin to share these truths that you're hearing here with those who are out there just playing games and going through motions and and, and just always uh, just broke down and not understand why things aren't working when they know they should be in this thing that God calls Christianity, His salvation, His daily power that He keeps us by the power of God through faith. But it's unto salvation. Again, that's 1 Peter 1, 1.5. This heavenly calling requires a profession, a confession. Look at what He says. Wherefore, holy brothers, Partakers of the heavenly calling, these are Christians being referred to here, written to here. Consider the apostle and high priest, that's Jesus Christ, of our profession. Christ Jesus. He's the one we professed. He's the one we confessed as Savior and Lord. He's the one we accepted. We professed Him. We confessed Him before men. We we accepted Him as our Savior. There was a life change, and I stopped going the way I was going, and I began to follow Christ. Oh, I still need His help every day. I'm still far from perfect, but now I'm going in the direction the perfect one is leading me, following Christ, is the result of being born again. Following him means I'm still trusting in what he did at Calvary because he taught in Luke 14, 27 that you can't be his disciple. That means follower and learner of him unless you bear your cross. And that means keep your faith in what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a great broadcast today. I encourage you to share these on social media. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of those who preach the gospel. Share the gospel. Help us put the truths of God's word out in the face, the ears of others out there. They desperately need to hear these things. Really, no matter who it's coming from, they need to hear the gospel. They need to hear God's word in its gospel context at all times. Hallelujah. And I encourage you to help us do that. Pray for us. We're praying for you. All these soldiers of the cross that God has brought back and raising up to be this last day's army of God prophesied through the prophet Joel. We are a part of that. It is a move of God. Don't let yourself uh, slip away. Don't let this truth of the cross slip away just because others say well, it's not really. I've heard it all. You just stay the course. I guarantee it. God promises the fire of God will burn in your heart. Hallelujah. Help us here. Do what we do. If God stirs your heart to give to this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can donate on your smartphone by texting the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Be a part of of what God is doing in these last days. And what God is doing is preaching the gospel to save the lost and to bring a wandering church back to the place where He can walk with them and use them and they can represent Him. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. And uh, until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.